Hi again, this is Dr. Rob, and this is the House Call Doctor's Quick and Dirty Tips for Taking Charge of Your Health. I have a new sponsor, and it's really one of my favorite websites. Today's topic is diabetes. This disease is one of the most serious and costly diseases and is becoming more and more common. But even though nearly everyone's heard of diabetes, most don't really understand it, including many people who have diabetes. So today I'm going to imitate Bill Nye and explain the science of the disease. I find that my patients who really understand their disease do much better in controlling it. The term diabetes actually doesn't describe a single disease. The word comes from the Greek word meaning to pass through. Before diseases like diabetes were understood, doctors would describe what happened when people had them. Long ago, somebody noticed that certain people drank lots and lots of liquids and put out a lot of urine. They labeled these people as having diabetes because the fluid passed right through them. Now, as disgusting as it sounds, somebody noticed something else about these people. Their urine tasted different. (laughs) You didn't hear me wrong. One group had urine that tasted very sweet. They labeled these people as having diabetes mellitus, as mellitus means sweet. Another group had normal-tasting urine, whatever that is. And so they labeled these people as having diabetes insipidus, with insipidus meaning insipid or bland. Don't ask me why they tasted the urine. It goes to show what some people will do with too much time on their hands, I guess. The type of diabetes that I'm focusing on is diabetes mellitus, as diabetes insipidus is actually really rare. But even diabetes mellitus doesn't describe a single disease. There are two types given the clever names, type 1 and type 2 diabetes mellitus. But before I explain these two diseases, I need to give some more basic information. There are two stars in the diabetes mellitus show, glucose and insulin. The cells in your body need a regular supply of energy to function. Their favorite food is a sugar molecule called glucose. Pretty much any carbohydrate you eat either has glucose in it or has other sugars that can be easily converted to glucose. When you eat carbohydrates, these carbohydrates are broken down in your intestine into sugar molecules like glucose and then absorbed into your bloodstream. Insulin is a hormone put out by your pancreas to make sure the glucose goes from your bloodstream to where it's needed. Let me give an analogy that will make this easier to understand. Our home has a furnace that makes heat by burning natural gas. Now, we could put a huge tank in our backyard to store the gas, but it's far easier to tap into a pipeline that will deliver it to us when we need it. In the same way, the cell's bodies don't store much glucose in their backyards. Instead, they tap into the body's pipeline system, the bloodstream. When the cells need energy to do their specific job, they get glucose from the bloodstream then combine it with oxygen or burn it to create energy, carbon dioxide, and water. This is actually the exact same thing that happens in the furnace, just on a much smaller scale. Let's say a muscle cell or a nerve needs to do some work. All cells have access to the bloodstream and so can get glucose whenever they want. How do they get the glucose? They dangle special proteins called insulin receptors into the bloodstream. That's basically like putting a great big, I need glucose sign on the surface of the cell. Insulin, which, remember, is made in the pancreas, gets the memo and moves from the pancreas into the bloodstream where it binds to the insulin receptors. When the insulin binds the insulin receptors, glucose can then move from the bloodstream into the cells. Insulin receptors also keep the blood sugar levels from getting too high, so if you ignore the nutrition diva and eat a bag of jelly beans, 
the sugar will go from your intestine into your bloodstream. This sugar-saturated blood then passes by the pancreas and into the liver. In response to this sweet assault, the pancreas puts out insulin, and the liver cells put out insulin receptors. These hook up and send the sugar into the liver cells, which is then stored for future use. So let me summarize all of this to keep things from getting too confusing. Cells burn glucose for energy. They put out insulin receptors when they need more fuel to do their job. Insulin binds with insulin receptors, which lets glucose into the cells, and the liver stores excess glucose and keeps blood sugar levels stable. But in diabetes mellitus, this process goes wrong. The two types of diabetes differ in where their processes break down. Type 1 diabetes, also called juvenile onset diabetes, happens when the body stops making insulin. Without insulin, the cells starve because they can't get glucose. The sugar levels in the bloodstream also go up because the liver is prevented from taking the glucose out of the bloodstream and storing it. Only 5 to 10% of diabetics are type 1. Type 2 diabetes, also called adult-onset diabetes, is by far more common than type 1. In a type 2 diabetic, the insulin receptors become defective, and so instead of, let's say, reading, I need glucose, they read, I need glucose. Some of the insulin doesn't bind with this defective receptor, not realizing that glucose actually means glucose. Initially, this is okay because the pancreas puts out more insulin and enough of it recognizes the defective receptor so that things stay normal. But as time goes by, these receptors get more and more defective, requiring more and more insulin to overcome the defect and get cells the glucose they need. When the pancreas can't put out any more insulin, the glucose in the bloodstream doesn't go to the cells or the liver, and so the blood sugar levels rise. So why do the insulin receptors get defective in the first place? Researchers are trying to figure this out, but genetics clearly play a big role in this. In case your head's swimming, I'll summarize it. Type 1 diabetes happens when the body stops making insulin. Type 2 diabetes happens when insulin receptors mess up. In both types, the cells starve for glucose while the blood sugar levels rise. Huh, don't worry, I'm finally done with the biology lesson. But what's the big deal of all this? Why is this so important? Those high blood sugars cause all sorts of trouble in your body, kind of like when somebody puts sugar in the gas tank of a car. It messes things up big time, leading to bad consequences such as heart attacks and strokes, blindness, kidney damage leading to kidney failure, nerve and blood vessel damage that can lead to ulcers in the feet and eventually even possibly amputation. Okay, I'm stopping here. In my next diabetes podcast, I'll discuss more about these consequences, the risk factors of the disease, and what you can do to keep from getting diabetes. If your head is ready to explode, remember that there are transcripts of all of my podcasts on the Quick and Dirty Tips website, quickanddirtytips.com. If you have questions you want answered, send them to housecalldoctor at quickanddirtytips.com or call area code 206-337-5895. You can also find me on Twitter as housecalldoc or on Facebook under housecalldoctor. Remember, this podcast is for informational purposes only. My goal is to add to your medical knowledge and translate some of the weird medical stuff you hear so that when you do go to your doctor, your visits will be more fruitful. I don't intend to replace your doctor. He or she is the one you should always consult about your own medical condition. And feel free to visit my blog, Musings of a Distractible Mind, at distractible.org. And I'd like to say, happy 16th birthday to my daughter. Catch you next time. Stay healthy. Stay healthy.